0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060.
1: Calls your office asking if you're in network with Delta because that's their insurance and you are in network with Delta. Should be a slam dunk, they should be on the schedule within one minute, right? Well, not so fast, cowboy. We're going to find out what happens on this episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast when our mystery shopper calls three practices with that exact question. Maybe one of the three will get it right. I don't know. Anyway, I am Dr. Richard Matto, co founder. Of the Matto Center for Dental Practice Success. And I've got a great co host today, one of our coaches at the Matto Center, Betty Hayden. How are you today, Betty?
0: I am fantastic. How about you?
1: I am doing great. It's good to see you here. I've got like a little, uh, I don't know, some kind of allergic reaction. My eyes are all swollen. So if you're lucky enough to be watching this on YouTube instead of listening um, on, uh, you know, on Apple or Spotify or whatever, you can see my swollen eyes there. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. Anyway, what can you do? You just got to live with it. Maybe it's something in the air here in Baltimore that's causing it. But, Betty, you are not in Baltimore. You're coming to us live from your hometown of Detroit. How are things in the D?
0: Fantastic. It has been, we've had, I think, record-breaking 95-degree days here. Uh, and it has been perfect. I love it. I oh, love the sun.
1: Nothing like hot and humid. Are you being serious? You really like hot and oh, yeah. humid? As
0: long as I can be in the pool and get sun-kissed, yeah, I love
1: it. Okay, well, you're not in the pool. You're not sun-kissed right now. You're in your in your home studio um, yes. being the co-host on the Dental Practice Fixer. So we really, really appreciate it. We've got some great stuff today. Um, fantastic listener question. We've got a little recap on last week's question. And three secret shopper calls. And we'll get to all of that stuff in a second. But I just want to mention really quickly, that at the Matto Center, we use Fat Merchant for our credit card processing. And you should, too. They don't charge a percentage, that monthly overage percentage. is just one low monthly flat fee. So you will save money. Plus, they're really uh, in the know when it comes to contact-free charging. I know people are all fussy these days about having you handle their credit card and hand it back to them. And I don't blame them. I am, too. So Fat Merchant can set you up with those little terminals where you just kind of hold it right in front of the patient, they stick their credit card in, they pull it out, nobody ever touches it. It's great, great, great for everyone. So just go to madow.com slash save, M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E, and you can get started with Fat Merchant right away. It's seamless to do the whole thing. So, Betty, I don't know if you got to listen to last week's podcast, but we had an incredible listener question that I really, I think, made a lot of people think, and that was, they had a great team member, dedicated, loyal, everything was fantastic. But she was posting on her personal Facebook page some photos and some things that the doctor thought just a little bit risque. Maybe didn't, you don't want your dental patients seeing one of your team members looking at this risque stuff. Um, so, what do you think? I mean, let's just say that you've got a team member, they're a fantastic team member in every way, but on their personal Facebook page, because this one happened to be Facebook. They're posting photos that you really wouldn't want to be associated with your dental practice. How do you handle this?
0: Well, A lot depends on what expectations you set from the start. So did you make it clear to your employee what your expectations are as far as, you know, when you think about your employees and when they're on social media, they're out in the community, they are the face of the practice in in most cases. And so you have to think about what kind of reflection they are on you and your practice. So did you have those conversations with them to begin with? And I'll tell you a, a real quick story. One of my clients, their employees got engaged in an online news story. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was risque, but it, it, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs>
1: So I'd love to hear about it offline one day.
0: (laughs) What happened, though, is someone following the story went and looked up this employee. You know, they clicked on this person's name, found out where they worked and then just slammed the dental practice. And it had nothing to do with the doctor, nothing with the office. But because of this employee and they said, if this is the kind of people this doctor employs, stay away from them. So you have to think about what you're doing and how this i mean nothing is private on social media and so you put it out there you don't know what's going to happen with it
1: yeah it's that's really horrible that somebody didn't agree with what somebody was doing online and they weren't even a patient but they right. went on and slammed the office that that should be illegal right but you know it's funny in my dental practice, we always used to say Um, No R-rated conversations. And, you know, some people would have the attitude, well, look, we're all adults. You know, we know that, you know, this kind of stuff is is just normal, but it doesn't matter. There's no place for that in the dental office. No politics, no religion. I mean, let's face it, politically these days, tempers flare. The country is divided. And this stuff just doesn't belong in a dental practice. And I think most people would accept that you don't go up to a patient and say, so what do you think about what this candidate said yesterday? But then they go on their personal Facebook page and post their political views. It's hard to really tell someone not to do that, isn't it?
0: it it's tough. It's a fine line, and you don't want to be making rules that are going to come back and bite you, but you know, with your employees, having these conversations with them, and so you know, if I'm an employee and I know that if I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm going to be more free with who I text <laughs> and what I say on social media, not that that's ever happened to me, but... That happens, right? We know that happens. We know that people go crazy and shop on Amazon and have these packages delivered to their home that they don't remember. True. So, the same with this. If you know that, you know, sometimes you're a little bit too loose with your lips or the pictures that you're taking, just keep it off of social media. Like, just don't do it. But you need to have those conversations.
1: I totally agree. I have a funny saying. I think I made it up, and that is (laughs) I went on Facebook saw an opposing political view, and changed my opinion immediately, said no one ever. So (laughs) what are you trying to accomplish here anyway, right? Um, Well, anyway, we have a good friend. He's an attorney, and he is a um, dental practice HR expert. His name's Ali Oramchian, and I asked him this question, and here's what he said. He said, generally speaking, you can't control what someone does off hours that is legally allowed, but— If you have an employment manual that says they can be fired if they do something that harms the reputation of the practice, that could be used to terminate someone if something is truly damaging. You know, as with so many things, it sounds like the key is um, setting up expectations and making sure everybody's aware of them.
0: Yeah. The fact that having an office manual, and I don't like to call them policies, but guidelines Mm -hmm. that your employees can follow. And- so, the, you know, he recommended if it's in there, you're covering yourself. But I can't tell you how many offices that that I visit, they have no manual. There was no guidelines. There was no expectations. So start there. And if you've been in practice for a long time and you haven't had those things in place, do it now. Cover your, cover yourself now.
1: Yeah, and I think the example you gave is a great one and maybe could even be used as a teaching moment at a team meeting that, look, this person put something on Facebook that was very controversial and somebody who disagreed with it blasted the practice on Yelp. That's scary.
0: Yeah. And she felt terrible. She really did. So, but you just don't know how other people, it might not be that bad, but you don't know how other people are going to feel about it. And while we can't please everyone, we we need to be cautious.
1: Totally. I completely agree. Well, let's do a complete 180 with a question that's completely different, but a really great question as well. This is from a a Dental Practice Fixers podcast listener. It says, we have always sent movie ticket gift cards to patients who either refer or post a a review online. I just don't think this gift is good anymore. My patients are over 50 and rarely go to movie theaters even before COVID-19. Now they're not going at all. Sending flowers and a mug to their office doesn't help as most of our patients are retired or work at home. That's always been my favorite, mug and flowers. Um, Their fellow friends and office mates will not ogle over the gift and say, wow, who sent you that? Because they're just not in their office. What is a great gift to give to adult patients that would possibly stimulate more referrals and get additional exposure beyond the patient's eyes? Somebody refers... What's a fantastic gift? And let's, let's take it back. Do you even believe in sending gifts to people who refer? What's your take on it, Betty?
0: I mean, you can run into some legal issues, you know, when they say you're not allowed to give gifts for referrals, but you can totally get around that. So just the fact, <laughs> <laughs> you know, totally legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the fact that this office is thinking about acknowledging these referrals is beautiful to me. You want to reward the behavior that you wanna see more of. So if you want more referrals, absolutely acknowledge it. Even if it is, thank you for being such a great patient. We appreciate you. There's nothing illegal about that at all. So I love that even with all the craziness going on in the world right now, that this office is thinking about how they can show their appreciation and obviously we're we're doing these things because we want more referrals, right? Yep. And it's helping to to get our name out there. But just that fact alone, I think, is, is really beautiful. As far as you know, the over 50 demographic, you know, I'm almost there, not quite. Oh, so my I might gosh. have something more to say about
1: I'm long <laughs> beyond that.
0: <laughs> what would appeal to you? But um, you know, yeah, movie theaters here. In my area, I don't know about across the United States, but ours are still closed.
1: Ours are closed as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably not the best uh, gift. It's not going to really serve its purpose anymore um, or at this time. But, yeah, absolutely acknowledge it and get creative with it. So would you like to know what I maybe would recommend?
1: Absolutely.
0: So I'm thinking about food, as I (laughs) always do. (laughs) And I'm also thinking about my local businesses. So a great way, and what some of my clients are doing now, is they're supporting local businesses by purchasing gift cards. And they're using those as their thank you for the referral. And the local businesses know exactly what they're using these for. So for some, these businesses are so appreciative that they're willing to contribute a portion of it. So
1: wow.
0: Yeah, it's really not costing the doctor quite as much money um, to offer these types of gifts. So even if you're not gonna go into a restaurant, you can get carry out from it. And a lot of people do. I mean, the restaurants in this area are just insane. We don't go in, but I see when I drive by and the lines are out the door, it's, it's ridiculous. But that is a great way to be able to show your appreciation to your patients that are referring to you um, and also be supporting local businesses. Or you could take it a step beyond that. So you send this thank you card to them. Thank you. We appreciate you so much. You're so wonderful. And, and mean it. <laughs> but you can, <laughs> you can do a drawing instead for a big ticket item. Right? So then you're posting that on social media that the opportunities for people to enter this drawing you're getting way more exposure, way more opportunities to get your name out there and what i how i look at it is just planting little marketing seeds when you do it that way and you just you don't know when it's going to grow but it can be a great opportunity to get your name out there and attract more people to your office.
1: So when you say a big ticket item, you're saying that everybody who refers over the course of whatever, 3 months, 4 months, 6 months is put into a little bin and you pick a name out and then they get something really incredible.
0: Right. Now, you know, some of my offices used to do vacations. Yeah. That's probably not the safest thing right now. But, you know, they've done uh, a grill. Or if it's a pediatric office, they've done a bicycle or something.
1: Ah, nice. You know,
0: to the child. And and people love that kind of stuff. So we're talking about the, you know, for this particular office, they were asking about the over 50. So think about what things might be attractive to them, and then you can, you know, do it that way. But I don't care if you are giving them a gift or not, just simply acknowledging the fact that they referred someone to your office, that they trusted you enough, please take note of that. Please say thank you to them, because we we want them to know how much we appreciate them.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the handwritten note, which, I mean, handwritten notes are always great. I. I have a little policy where I like to write one handwritten note every day for one reason or another. It's kind of slowed down during uh, COVID because you're just not out and about mingling with people, but you know, it's a a really good thing to do. I remember I was in a practice and they had these pre-printed, they'd look like little generic RSVP cards. And when somebody would refer, they would send, you know, just better than nothing, but it seems so impersonal. A a handwritten note is 10 times better. And, um, and along the lines of what you were saying, restaurant gift certificates, I used to love doing something like, um, if you're just conversing or conversating, as, as maybe a millennial would say, if you're conversating with a patient, and a year ago, they happen to mention they love uh, this little local Italian joint called Lombardi's Pizzeria, and you write it in their chart or what I call the blue sheet, and then a year later, you have the occasion to send them a gift, and you send them a gift card to the place that they mentioned a year ago is their favorite Wow. You're the king or the queen, right?
0: That means everything to them. People want to feel special. They want to know that you took that time for them. This wasn't just some computer-generated letter that you just scribble your initials on. They want to know that you're truly thinking about them. That is going to get that. You know what they'll do? They'll take a picture of it, and they're going to post that on Facebook and how great their doctor and their dental practice is but they took the time to send this thank you note or gift. I'll tell you a really super quick story. So my sister sent me a thank you card because I had her family over to swim and for dinner. And my niece, who's two, she had her right smiley faces on the card for me to thank us. And that little personal touch on that card, I'm gonna save that card forever
1: absolutely that's a refrigerator card
0: oh for sure it's it's priceless so yeah yeah, i love what you said about you know your blue sheet whatever it is those personal things you remember that even if you know they don't need to know that you wrote it down and you're recording everything of course not (laughs) it's all from my memory because (laughs) it's fantastic but yeah that goes oh that just goes such a long way
1: you know it's really funny Betty. i was talking to it was just a couple weeks ago um an acquaintance and they told me they love their dentist. And I said, well, why do you love their dentist? They said, because she has an incredible memory. When I come in, she remembers what we talked about six months ago. And I'm thinking, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she has thousands of patients. She makes a little note on the blue sheet, but people love it. And some people don't even realize that, you know, they're making little notes, which I thought was really cool. That, yeah. that's awesome. I would always try to buy little gifts for, you know, patients who were either super refers or had a huge case that was completed. And the more personal, the better. So keep keep your notes, do your blue sheet. Really important. What do you say, Betty? You ready to do some calls?
0: Oh, I can't wait.
1: (laughs) I can't wait either. Let me try to get to uh, Command Central here. And now, Betty, I asked you for a great call. And you suggested that we call practices and ask if they were in network with Delta, because we had Delta. Now, I expected a lot of practices to say, no, we're not in network, and I was really interested to hear how they handle that call, but I did a bunch of calls, and everybody seemed to be in network. But did that make them do a better job? I don't know, Let, let's find out. Let's try, we'll do call number one here, see what happens. Two rings? <laughs> Three rings. Answer the darn phone.
0: This is Rochelle. Help me help you.
1: Hi. Are you seeing new patients at your office? Yes, we are. Uh And do you take Delta Dental? Yes, we do. You're in network with them? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, fantastic. That's my insurance. Well, good to hear. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Nothing like ending a call with a little chuckle, condescending chuckle, and then saying, "Mm, Mm, bye-bye, (laughs) bye-bye. Well, (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious here, but what what do you think, Betty?
0: Okay, well, as you know, (laughs) these telephone calls are so important to me. And when I hear things like this, I'm not going to lie, it hurts my heart. Um, But, you know, you made this so easy, Rich. Not everyone calls and says right away, "I'm a new patient," which, oh my gosh, like greatest opportunity ever. You did that, um, which was excellent um, and very helpful to the office. But, but yeah, wow, <laughs> friendly, <laughs> yeah. friendly as she, you know, she could be. Um, you know, this is this is what I see when I hear this call is um, she probably got off that phone call and felt that she was very friendly and helpful to you. She answered your questions. Right. Didn't she? Yeah. She, she did.
1: We're she taking answered. new patients. We're in network with Delta. That's why, I won't, that's why I called.
0: Yeah, and she's been told to answer the phone and, and to answer people's questions. And so you know that was great that she, she did that, but the missed opportunities were just like flying all over the place um, with that call.
1: And then, of course, as we would point out, as we always do, made no effort in any way to get the patient on the appointment book. Um, We'd love to see you as a new patient. We can see you today at 3 p.m. Would that be great for you? If not, we have tomorrow at 11. Which is best? Even if they weren't that good, at least say, would you like maybe get you on the schedule? Would you like to make an appointment? And, And that's not even talking about saying things like, you'll love it here. Dr. Hayden's the greatest dentist. I mean... We'll even forgive any of that, but geez, get the appointment.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, I'll tell you the first thing you, you like opened up this great invitation to this practice by saying I'm a new patient. I immediately, if I was answering that phone would have stopped and said, I am so happy that you called us. Thank you for choosing to call our office. My name is Betty. Can I get your name? Thing I would have
1: said, absolutely, you okay. called the right place. Look at the I know it's like the call we wait for all day. Yeah. Somebody's saying, Um, you know, I've got the right insurance, I'm looking for a new dentist. Are you taking new patients? You, you couldn't have a better call, yeah. Ex- except if they said, I, I know I need twenty thousand dollars in treatment and I'm bringing cash, but you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. right? Yeah. But this kind of call does happen, and even if they don't come out and say, I'm a new patient. You know, they are prospective new patient. Let's, let's roll out the red carpet, as they say. Absolutely. Well, that couldn't possibly happen again, could it? Never, Okay, no. Let, let's go to our next call. This is Val. Hi, are you seeing new patients at your office?
0: We are. How can I help you? Oh, are you in
1: network with Delta? We are. And what does that mean? They told me that's what I was supposed to ask, but I'm not even sure what that means.
0: That means that we're a contracted provider with that insurance company. So it, it, what, how it, what that results in is um, less out-of-pocket expense for the patients that are enrolled with them.
1: Gotcha, okay, well, great, thank you so much.
0: Sure, sure. Okay. Anything else?
1: That's it for now, I appreciate it. Okay. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye. Mm-hmm. Wow, so many things we could say about this call, Betty. Did you, I just wanna make a note here, hold on. Um, I don't know if you could hear that, but did you hear at the very beginning something really weird?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> you heard there it too. Been,
0: not gonna say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there might've been a curse word in
1: there. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought she like picked up the phone, answered it, and then whispered um, a much less acceptable version of, oh shoot.
0: Right yeah. so the patient could hear it. Mm-hmm. I, I, That's what I heard. You know, I, I gotta tell you, this is what I imagine <laughs> happened. Is she just out of habit right because this is what we do when the phone rings we pick it up and as she did it somebody's like it's five o'clock the office is closed and uh, she was like oh shoot <laughs> after she already answered
1: <laughs> not the greeting you want from a dental practice <laughs> i mean we,
0: one of my favorites yeah we
1: just can't script this stuff can we no um so then she pretty, she pretty much did all the bad things that the first caller did but I'm not sure. I like this answer. When I said, "Well, what does that mean?" You're a network? And She says, "That means we're a contracted provider." I thought that just was very businesslike and unfriendly.
0: Yeah, but that's what that's what she knows, right? So that's how it's been maybe explained to her. That's how she understands it. So instead of focusing on the benefits, what's it, what does that mean to the patient? And and really, even even with that question, you asking that as far as what does that mean, I probably still would have redirected it to focus on who we are as an office, regardless of what your insurance is. True. You know, touch on the benefits of what it means to be in contact, you know, with a in-network provider, but let them know how well you treat all of your patients and what you're proud of.
1: So great, Betty. And I was thinking along another line, and we could probably combine the two. I was thinking like, what does that mean that you're a network instead of saying, Oh, we're a contracted provider? But blah, blah, blah. you know, something like that means it's great news for you. Chances are that your cleanings and examinations and x rays will be no out of pocket expense for you. And and you know, yeah, just and then go on to do, say what you said tell them that regardless of your insurance, you'll love it here. So, missed opportunity, absolutely. Then the call kind of flowed, blah 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 blah, and then. I really thought she was gonna do what most people do and just kind of hang up on me. But she said, is there anything else I can do for you?
0: Ah! with a green light like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's something you can do for me. You can make me an appointment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Would you like to schedule an appointment? You know, don't even say that. Say, hey, you know what? We would love to have you in our practice. I have this time or this time. Which one works best for you?
1: Exactly. I just thought that was so weird to say, is there anything else I can do for you when it should be obvious to her there's a very big thing you can do, you know? Yeah. But you know
0: what? She was being helpful. She, she felt she was being helpful to you, um, but they just thought that one opportunity to offer an appointment. Yep, welcome them into the practice.
1: Yeah, as we say a lot on these calls, um, she seemed really nice. She answered the questions. I thought she had a good attitude, which is good because that means that this person with the proper instruction could become a fantastic person to answer the phones at this practice.
0: I believe that for sure.
1: So maybe they're listening to the dental practice fixers and they're getting the proper instruction. Okay, what do you think? One more call?
0: Yeah, okay. I love this.
1: Let's... <laughs> I feel like I could do this all day. <laughs> but this is going to be the call where they do it correctly. I know it. I know this is going to be it. Okay, let's do it. Are you seeing new patients at your office?
0: We are, yes, but it would be into about August, if that's okay with you.
1: Mm-hmm. It might work. Um, it's July yeah, 6th or 7th now. Uh-huh. And do you take insurance?
0: We do, but it depends what kind you have.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's called Delta Dental. Do you know that one?
0: Yep, that's, we take that.
1: So you're in network with that one? Yes, we are. Okay, and I could come in in August if I wanted to.
0: Yes, and it'd be like mid-August, but Mid-a- we'd have to schedule right wow. about. Wow,
1: why do why do I have to wait so long?
0: The virus, <laughs> we're about like I'd say eight weeks behind, but we're getting, yeah, our cleanings are cleanings are getting scheduled into about September.
1: Mhm. Oh, lucky you! It's good. The business is good. Well, thanks so yeah. much for that information. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, Yeah. Well, you have a wonderful
1: day. Oh, you too. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. bye. Okay, you have a wonderful day. Mm, bye. Mm, bye. Have a wonderful day. Mm, bye. It won't be in your office, that's for sure. Bye. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Okay. Oh, man, this one. <laughs> okay, there were so many things. Um, I really, I just, I caught it at the last second is when you said great for business, and she was like, eh, yeah, sure. Because on her end, it's probably not so great right now.
1: Yeah, Um, she sounded a little flustered and stressed.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So first of all, when you mentioned that you were a new patient, she immediately, thinking she's doing you a favor, and probably her because she's getting tired of explaining this to people, she put up a roadblock immediately by, by letting you know what they couldn't do You know, we can't see you until August. It probably won't be until August, and then later on, when you said about August, and she's like, "Yeah, maybe."
1: Right, actually (laughs) September, right? Like of what year?
0: (laughs) In the next thirty seconds, (laughs) you know. um, So instead, focusing on what they can't do, and I gotta, I have to go back and say. One of the things that I'm working with all of my clients on, and we worked on this when the offices were closed, and that was once they reopen, make sure you have time held sacred for new patients. Because we were so concerned about filling the schedule and seeing these patients that we had to cancel that we weren't thinking about our new patients and offices still aren't. So she said, August, I'll tell you, I have offices that are not appointing new patients, or any type of hygiene until the end of October.
1: Wow. And just, just, just for reference, and you might be listening to this podcast at a different time. It is um, early to mid-July right now. So, yeah. wow.
0: It, it's just crazy. So, um, the fact that she focused on that first tells me that that was probably weighing on their mind. They are stressed, they're frustrated that they're not able to get patients in. They probably have new patients calling all the time.
1: It sounded like it.
0: Yeah, and they're having to disappoint them and they're losing. Oh my goodness, think of the opportunities that they're losing. But I'll tell you, Rich, we can go back to all three of those calls that that we listened to just now. And this is what I teach my practices. There's one simple thing that you can do no matter what the person says.
1: I love okay. simple what is it?
0: Okay. it this is so simple okay I don't care if you you called and said, you know are you a network network with my insurance? how much is this you know whatever it is That's a great question. I can help you with that. My name is Betty. Who am I talking to? Get their name. Wow so you have okay you have this conversation with a potential new patient or even a patient of record, you don't even know who you're talking to. Sometimes we get so, we're so quick to just answer their question. And a lot of times, I'm, okay, let's be honest here. Some patients, some callers, their questions are crazy. And what we want to say is that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, or we get off the phone and say, how many of us have said, you know, is it a full moon tonight? That's a big you know? one. You yeah. get crazy stuff. But if you just stop this one simple thing, and I promise that it will turn everything around. If you just find out who you're talking to and before that acknowledge the question, that's a great question. You called the right place. I can help you with that. If it's somebody saying that they're in terrible pain, I am so sorry that you're in pain. Again, this is Betty. Who am I talking to? Find out who you're talking to first.
1: This is the best advice, Betty, because I think in life, sometimes we think, well, our job is to answer their questions. This person had some questions. I answer them. What's the problem, Osipher? You know, but they, they did <laughs> nothing to make the patient feel welcome in what should be their new dental practice. She did it again, too. And I, I said, um, you know, you take taking new patients. The first thing was, well, but we can't see you. So then, then I asked about insurance. She said, well, but we take some, but not all. It's like, geez, that's not, not good.
0: Yeah, because you're focusing on what you can't do yeah. instead of focusing on what you can do. And that comes back to, to proper training and being proud of who you work for and the opportunities that you have to help people smile happier and healthier every day. The You know, one thing about stopping and asking who you're talking to and, you know, acknowledging that question. Sometimes, like I was saying earlier, we get crazy questions and we might stumble over it. But if you just stop and do that, it's also giving you time to gather your thoughts.
1: So so. Busy?
0: Let's face it. A lot of times when that phone rings, We already have another line ringing, or we have a patient in front of us, and there's just chaos happening around us. So it's important that we just stop, find out who we're talking to, and then go from there.
1: Yeah, and I know we are busy, and and times are crazy, but you can never be too busy for a live human being who either has already trusted you to be their dental practice or is interested in finding out if you're going to be their dental practice. You, You can never be too busy for them. Is there anything this practice can do? They're way overbooked. They can't see a new patient other than hire a new hygienist. That's a tough spot.
0: Yeah, for this particular office with this call, that is tough. And so they can't maybe change the schedule at this point, maybe bring in another hygienist. That might not even be possible. So what I'm telling some offices is if an opening happens to open up, quickly reserve that for your new patients. If not... Again, focus on what you can do. Unless it's an emergency patient, we would be happy to see you August 29th at whatever with Susie. And by the way, she is a fantastic hygienist. And if the patient says, "Uh, August, you know, that's way too long. Say, oh, I understand. I know that your dental health is important to you. What I'm going to do it doesn't happen very often, but if there's an unexpected change in our schedule, I'm going to put you on our priority list, Rich, and you're going to be the first person that we call.
1: I'm in. I'm in. I mean, there's also something kind of magical about the way you say it. You know, you sound so friendly. And you might be rushed. You might have 20 people breathing down your neck, but the patient shouldn't be able to tell that. You know, you just always sound warm and friendly and inviting like that.
0: Think about how you want to be treated. How would you like the call to go if you were the patient calling?
1: Absolutely. Well, Betty, this has been so much fun. And not only has it been fun, but you've given some really, really great advice. I think this particular podcast should be required listening for every dental practice. So let's do our best to get it out there. And if you're one of our, our great Dental Practice Fixers podcast listeners, tell your friends, share it with them, because it's always great to help others and, and pass along good advice um, go on your your podcast listening service and give us a great rating. We'd really appreciate it. Um, this is how we keep the lights on around here. We love to spread the good word. So, unfortunately, it's time to go, but we will be back next week. And, Betty, maybe you'll be back another time as co-host. What do you think?
0: This is great. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back.
1: I'm so glad that you were here. So, remember, Betty is one of our fantastic coaches at the Maddow Center. Um, if you want to find out what it's like to work with us and even maybe work with Betty if she still has room in her schedule, I think we're still doing a really special quick start thing. So just go to Matto.com slash quick start. All one word. Q-U-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T. Matto.com slash quick start. We can arrange a little no charge, no obligation chat. Learn about your practice. See if we think we're a good fit. We'd love to hear from you. So again, for um, my partner in crime, so to speak, Dr. David Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, also co-founder and today co-host and our very special co-host. A lot of co's here. I'm getting confused Um, all the way from Detroit, but she sees people all over the country. Thanks so much, Betty. It was so much fun to be with you. Thank you
0: for having
1: me. See y'all soon.